second chapter, I'm going to start at verse 39. Your Bible should flip easily to there. Amen. St. John, the 11th chapter, beginning at verse 39. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinked, for he hath been dead for four days. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou would believe, thou should see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hear me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus said unto them, loose him and let him go. We want to talk about grave clothes again on today. But the grave clothes that I'm talking about, and I want to explain again where I'm coming from. When you get born again and you accept Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, your spirit is what changed. The Holy Spirit has come um, united with your spirit, and the Holy Spirit and our spirit have become one. There's a newness right there in the spirit. We are born again. This is why when Nicodemus came to Jesus, Jesus told him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, unless you see, unless you um, be born again, you cannot enter or see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus thought he had to go back in the womb, his mother's womb, again to be born again. But Jesus was talking about being born again from above. So we know that our spirit is what was made new, but our soul, our mind, our will, and our motion. We have to renew our mind. And as we renew our mind, our emotions are quit cutting up and our will will submerge with God's will, which is coming from the spirit. And that way our body will react according to the spirit and not according to the flesh. So even though that you are born again, there are some things that were left behind. And one of these grave clothes that we've been talking about is rejection. And we said rejection starts in the womb. When you are a baby, and we know that all of us that um, had a fallen nature because of what Adam did. Adam um, was disobedient to God, but we know Eve was the one that was deceived. But Adam partook in taking that fruit from Eve. And we know we, uh, sin came into the world, and all men have sinned, and death entered because of one man's sin. So we know that we were conceived in sin. When we come out, we were, we were um, sinners. But in that womb, whatever that mother was doing, that mother was teaching that child. So we talked about rejection, feeling unneeded and unwanted. You know, that baby was already had some rejection, but the mother and father can add to that rejection. So we talked about rejection. We talked about pride and how the enemy, he wanted to take God's place in Isaiah 14. He wanted to be above God. It was all about him. And some of us don't recognize pride because we entertain it so much. We don't look at, we're looking at ourselves. We're being selfish. So there's many um, attributes of pride and you can see the fruit from pride. And when you recognize that fruit, you know it's you. Quit pointing your finger at everybody else and look at yourself and see if you are bringing forth the right fruit. We want to bring forth the fruit of the spirit. And that's how people know who you are in Christ. Then today I want to talk about 
another um, grave clove that we wear and we're not aware of, but some of us are aware of it, and it's jealousy. And I want to talk about that because jealousy is in the church. And if you don't recognize this jealousy, you will keep on being the way you are, and you will think it's normal, and you will think it's somebody else, but it's actually you. So when we look at this, um, in John, the 11th chapter, after Jesus said, loose him and let him go, God wants us loose from these things. You can be saved 20 years and still not be totally free. I'm going to say it again. You can be saved 20 years and still not be totally free. Some people are still walking in stubbornness. You can't tell me. Some people are walking in rebellion. I'm older than you. You can't tell me nothing. But when God sends you a word, I don't care if it's from a little two-year-old. He sent a word from a donkey. And Balaam wouldn't even take the word from the donkey until he was about dead. And then God had allowed Balaam to see that he was using the donkey to spare his life. God will use whomever he chooses. So it ain't about age. God will give a person wisdom beyond their years to tell you some stuff that you ain't even thought about, even though you've been in that stuff. So we cannot say that a person don't know. Because if they spend time with the father, Jesus knew at an early age because he was full of wisdom and stature. He was full of all of that. So we have to understand that whatever God do, God does it. He don't need no help. Amen. So we want the wisdom from above. And if we got the wisdom from above, he said we can ask for this wisdom. And God won't withheld this wisdom. But when we look in this chapter, in the 11th chapter, when you get down here after Jesus said, loose him. And let him go. Now I'm going into jealousy. It said in 45, then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. But some of them went their ways to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. Then gathered the chief priests, the Pharisees, a council and said, what do we? For this man doeth many miracles. If we let thus alone... All men will believe on him, and the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. This is the definition of jealousy, a fear of being displaced, a fear of someone taking your place. See, if you do not recognize jealousy, you will be acting out in jealousy and not even knowing that it's jealousy. If you have a fear of somebody taking your place, if you get uneasy when somebody is trying to help you with something or give you what the Lord is saying, you're operating under jealousy. And I'm going to help you recognize these things because if you don't recognize these things, the Bible said jealousy is cruel as the grave. So when we look at this, they were afraid that Jesus was going to take their place. So they rather get people to turn away from Jesus than to believe on Jesus Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, because it was going to make them look a certain way in the eyes of the people. I'm going to hit something today. Some of y'all don't want to look a certain way in the eyes of the people because you thinking if you look a certain way, you're going to lose the place. I'm here to tell you that God maintained your lot. God gives you your inheritance in your cup. Nobody can take you out of a place. God, have. I got to say it again. Some of y'all are so afraid of losing your place and your position that you want to knock the other man out to make you look good. They go rejection there. And we're going to deal with all of them together because when you open a door to sin, you open a door to whatever that need to come in. Some of us is battling like crazy. 
and trying to keep it together. So when you know God has put you in a place, when you know God has appointed you for that place, it don't matter what nobody say. Because you know nobody can take you out of the place God has put you in. Some of us are so jealous and so afraid of losing a position on a job, losing um, a position you have with your wife, with your husband, with your little boyfriend and girlfriend, that you try to make somebody look bad because you're afraid you're going to lose your place. Nobody can't come to you. And give you some advice. You come at them and bark like a dog. You become angry. Y'all, I'm going somewhere. I'm going to give you these symptoms. You become angry when somebody say, can I show you this? All of a sudden, you rage up and thinking, they think I don't know how to do my job. They think I don't know what I'm doing. They just asking you a question. Come on. They think I don't know what I'm doing. Because you feel you're going to be displaced. You feel you're going to lose your position, your right. But when you know who you are and you know where God has placed you, you shouldn't be worrying about what man think. It ain't about what man think. It's about what God says. See, jealousy, yes, is cruel as a grave. And the enemy know that. So I'm going to go back to the enemy, y'all, and let y'all know what the enemy is doing, whether or not you're aware of it. See, when the enemy got cast down out of heaven because of his pride, because he wanted to be above God, pride is about being above everything, everybody. I want to be seen. I want to be heard. I want to be attached to. It's all about me. So God is telling Satan, Lucifer, which was his name, he said, okay, I'm going to cast you down, all right. I'm paraphrasing it. First, I'm going to cast you down to hell. Because you know this is where you go and you don't rule nothing up in here. So he cast him down, but he cast him down to earth. God let him know you ain't got no hole on heaven. I want y'all to catch this. In your spirit is heaven. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. In your spirit is heaven. The enemy don't have nothing on you in your spirit. Nothing. So he got cast to earth. So the devil said, okay, you cast me out of heaven, but I'm going to show you I'm going to be ruler over this earth. Why? Because the enemy want a place. He want a position. That's what jealousy want. Jealousy want a place and pride and jealousy work hand to hand. So when he went in that garden, the enemy was already jealous over God. Why was he jealous? Because God was sitting on the throne. God was sitting high looking low and old Lucifer Satan thought oh I'm the beautiful one people are admiring me because of my beauty because I got the pipes and the organs on the inside of me he was right up there beside God come on y'all he had a position but it wasn't good enough because he wanted God's position jealousy was right there and I want y'all to understand something if God knocked jealousy and pride out of heaven Let me help you. If he knocked it out of heaven, do you think he wanted here on earth, you sanctified, full of the Holy Ghost people? So ask your neighbor, why are you jealous? Now say, because I choose to be. That's your will. That's what you choose. 
come, I'm going to say it again. If God knocked jealousy out of heaven and pride, that sinful little Lucifer, because he said that ain't going to be up here. Y'all don't get it. Whatever you bind on earth has already been. It's already what? Because he said that ain't up here, apostle. He said, I don't allow that up here. It had to get kicked out of here. But we're living on earth like we got to live with jealousy. Because it becomes so much a part of us. So Satan said, okay, you don't kick me out of heaven. I'm going to show you what I'm going to do on earth. So he went into the Garden of Eden. Went in there and messing with their emotions. And he ended up telling Eve, y'all know the story. Have God really said they're going to deceive her right there. But he know what his plot was. He was twisting the word, turning the word around to benefit what he wanted. See, he wanted to rule. He wanted to reign. And he knew the only way he can rule and reign is through man. You're the one he can rule and reign through. You're the one that give him authority to do what he do by what you say and by how you react through what you say. And come on, somebody. You give him that right quick saying, I'm tired of the devil. Well, do something. Because God gave you a right over the devil. Quit. When you keep pray, you praising him, you giving him credit. God threw him out of heaven. And you should say, how you get up in here? You don't belong up in here. Who allowed you up in here? He's going to ask you and say, you. So he came in the garden and everything was lovely in the garden. Don't think your life is going so well that the enemy ain't setting up a plan to get you. Because the Bible say he goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. He's all in the church seeking somebody that got jealousy and you act like you ain't jealous, but you are. So when he come in the garden. He already knew what he was after. He had to use God creation. He's using us. He got to use what God created because he was a created being. He was created. So he said, I'm going to take what God created and mess it up. Why? Because I'm jealous of God. Jealousy want to steal, kill, and destroy. And I'm going to prove it through the word. And if it's you, give God glory that you're finding out is you and deal with it. Don't be hiding behind it. Say, yes, Lord, she's talking to me today. Thank you, Lord. I don't have to put up with that. So y'all know what he did. He got Eve to focus on what God told her not to mess with. So she ended up eating from the tree. He ended up taking from his wife and eating that fruit from that tree. Y'all know what happened. Their eyes was open. And the main thing he wanted them to do was fall. Why? Because that's when he would get that authority. That's when sin would come upon the whole world. Look, y'all, one man took only one man. Y'all didn't get it? It was only one command. And it took one man to break that one command. And they broke it. So guess what the enemy was saying? Okay, now I got a place. I got a place here on earth where I can kill, steal, and destroy what does jealousy do? It kills. It steals. 
and it destroys. Why does it do that? Because jealousy want to be seen, heard, and attached to. Jealousy want people to look at them and not the other person. By the way, did y'all know envy and jealousy work together? Envy is different from jealousy. Envy want what the other person have. Jealousy is afraid you're going to come take what I have. So there's a difference. So, but they work together. So when you go back into the word of God, God was showing me the enemy have a place here in the world. And being that jealousy is cruel as the grave, jealousy represents death. And in the songs of Solomon, the eighth chapter is really um, dealing with God in Israel. You know, some people take that song of Solomon to get romantic with their mate. You better know what songs of Solomon is saying. Because Jesus is really talking to Israel. And he's using those terms to let Israel know how much I love you as a husband should love a wife. And when you get to the point of how a husband would be jealous over that wife or the wife is saying, this is how I want you to be over me. Because jealousy is proved as a grave. You will kill somebody over a woman. Come on, it's proven. You will kill somebody over a man because that man and woman stole your heart. They was with you. You made that connection. You thought that was Mrs. Wright and Mr. Wright. And all of a sudden, you catch Mrs. Wright with somebody else. That ain't you. And let me tell you what happens with that. Turn with me to Proverbs. I'm going to tell you how dangerous. Tell y'all how dangerous jealousy is, whether you know it or not. In the book of Proverbs, the sixth chapter, this is what the word of God says. Verse 34, for jealousy is the rage of a man. Therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will not regard any ransom, neither will he rest content, though thou give him many gifts. You cannot even calm down jealousy. When somebody get caught in an affair, don't think you're going to pay them off. Because jealousy is still raving. It's still as cruel as the grave. So the enemy know if I can get somebody to be jealous, kill, steal, and destroy. This is why you got to guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it is the issues of life. You got to know these symptoms of jealousy so you can deal with them because the enemy say, I want my place. He want to keep his place so if anybody come to you like I'm coming to you to tell you about jealousy, it's taking him out of his place. And he don't want to be taken out of his place because guess what he's going to do? He's going to turn you against me because he don't want to be displaced. He's thinking I'm losing that place in their lives. So I'm going to turn somebody against her, maybe family, maybe husband, maybe kids to take her out of place. So she'll shut up about my place. Y'all better catch it. So the enemy got to turn the table. Because he don't want to be exposed. Look at your neighbor and say, you don't want to be exposed. So tell the truth, shame the devil. Nobody want to be exposed. Because they don't want people to see what's going on. Let me tell you something. It's best for you to know what's going on before you expose. Because if you're not willing to change, you will be exposed. So if this is the day of exposing, we need to give God glory. So we can come out of that place. So when we look at the scriptures we went over, we go back to Cain and Abel. Y'all remember Cain and Abel. Genesis chapter 4. 
We talked about how Cain was angry, how Cain felt rejected because God accepted Abel's offering and didn't accept his. But I like what God told Cain, and this is what we have to remember. One symptom of um, a fruit of jealousy is anger. But there's a fruit there before anger, and it's called competition. See, there was a competition going on because Cain wanted his offering to be accepted before Abel's offering was accepted. That's competition. Y'all know how, church folks. Somebody get up and sing, and all of a sudden you have another person that's going to come behind them and sing. They sitting in their seats, huh? You ain't outdoing me. They're going to accept me before they accept you because I'm going to really blow now because they messed up a note. I don't mess up notes. They go pride. So it was a competition that King made this, but it was no competition. The only thing God wanted is their obedience because Adam and Eve had already raised them and told them the way things should be before God. They already knew. So next thing you know, when his was not accepted, he was rejected. Then his continence fell. But the Bible says before his continence fell, and Cain was very wroth. The Bible say he was very. Do y'all know what very wroth mean? He was hot. I'm going to tell you what the Hebrew say. It says that he was to burn. He was kindled. He was hot. He was burning. He was on fire because his offering was not accepted. I'm going to give you a clue. When you and somebody's in the same room and somebody achieves something that you did not achieve and they're giving them accolades for what they've done and you begin to burn on the inside, you begin to get a feeling on the inside that you ain't felt before, that's jealousy because competition is in there. And sometimes we'll come out when somebody is saying what a child did. Not trying to compare any child with any child, but giving a testimony. Because that child was in this place, now that child is in this place. And when you begin to tell them about that child, they begin to burn on the inside because they're thinking, well, my child didn't come up. Well, my child did this. Competition. Coming from jealousy. So he began to burn on the inside. He was very hot. Oh, let's just stop this. Y'all hot. See, sometimes when things getting exposed, something on the inside rise up. It can be a, it can be a stronghold. It can be what you, what you hold it in your heart, especially when somebody is telling people the good that somebody done. And in your mind, you're saying, I'm getting tired of them talking about them. They act like they're the only ones that help people. They act like they're the only ones that do this and that. All of us do stuff. Burning on the inside. Jealousy. As cruel as the grave. And if you don't catch it then, the Bible say he was very wroth. Remember, he was in a sinful world. The enemy was operating. But they were raised by their parents to know better. But he was so angry. And then this is what God told him. His continents begin to fall. Let me give you an example. When you're burning on the inside and you're mad and you ain't even said nothing, and your continents, your face 
shows your anger. Look at your neighbor and say, look at me how I look. Say, do I look good even in church? No. Because you be burning on the inside. Your countenance changing. Ain't no smile. You just looking straight ahead like you paying attention. Not. Because you know what's in you. And you're trying to suppress that. Y'all know sometimes we try to suppress it by glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I've laid my burden. Now, this is what you're saying. Burden down. Burden down. Burden down. Because you're trying to get over that heat. I know when y'all upset with me. You're trying to keep it down. But see, I'm a deliverer. I'll bring it out of you. I'll just look at you and it'll come out. Come out. Whatever's in you is going to come out of you. I don't care how how you smiling. It's just in you. And somebody can look at you and see the gold lie right there when you say, ain't nothing wrong with me. Smiling, lying. See, all of this go together. You just got to recognize what it is and deal with it. And some of you saying, oh, that ain't me. Liar, liar, pants on fire. That ain't me. I ain't no jealous person. See, you didn't know what jealous was. So he got angry and God told Cain, I love what God said. And the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? God see you, y'all. If thou does well, shall thou not be accepted? If thou does not well, sin crouches, it lies at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. So God said, if you don't do well, sin is crouching. It's waiting for you. He said, but you need to master it. It don't need to rule over you. Now, God just told Cain this. He told him what his problem was. Cain, you rejected. You're showing competition. You're angry. He said, rule over this. Don't let this master you. That's why your continents look like it look. But Cain, oh, no, 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 no. After God told him, I'm getting somewhere. We see competition. When it comes to jealousy, if you see a fruit of competition, the root of that is jealousy. If you see anger, it's coming through jealousy. And then the Bible went on to say that Cain, and Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. There go murder. You got competition. You got anger. There go rejection. All of these are playing together. He didn't deal with it. When God told him to deal with it, he didn't deal with it. And he went and murdered his brother. What am I telling you? You may say, I ain't murdering nobody. Yes, you have. You killed him with your mouth. That's witchcraft. Let me give you another example of of jealousy right, right before you. When you're talking to a person and they're talking good, holding conversation. But then when you tell them something good that happened to you, they go silent on you. Can't say nothing. It's best not to say nothing at all, to say how I feel about it. But you already said it through your face. 
through your silence. That comes from being envy. Because you want what they have. And now you become envious over them, and that's part of jealousy. Have you ever been around a person that just don't say nothing? All of a sudden, they're laughing, cutting the food with you, but now they ain't saying nothing to you. That's a form of jealousy. What people say, if you can't say nothing good, don't say nothing at all. But your heart still ain't right. Because you want what they got. Come on. Are you being delivered? Some people won't say no amen. It's going to get hot and heated up in here. Don't leave now. I normally tell you there's four doors, but please stay. I don't want you leaving out of here until you know everything. There was a story of this girl who went to church and she was an usher at the door. And she had a, a cousin that were part of the same family. And they were doing something for the cousin. I don't know if it was her achievements or whatever it was. They was doing something for the family and she was helping with the achievements. And she helped them. But when they got to the dinner and they started talking about the cousin, she said something just rolls up in her. And she's like, why am I feeling this way? The Lord told her what it was. He says, jealousy. So she went to her cousin. The cousin dropped her off home. And when she went into her apartment, she began to tell her cousin. She said, I'm jealous over you. Her cousin said, I know. So she thought she had dealt with that by confronting that. She said, so the next Sunday, the cousin was coming to the church. She was at the door. When the cousin walked past her, she felt it again. It was even stronger. She said when church was over, she just ran out the church, got in her car before she could even take off. The cousin was at the, the window, just tapping on the window, and she was just crying, just crying. She said, I am jealous over you because I can feel it, and it ain't right. And she got delivered right in the parking lot. Because she knew what she was feeling wasn't right. Some of y'all having those same feelings. You giving, but you don't want to give because jealousy is in your heart. You just want people to know what you've done, but deep down inside, you don't want to do it, but you don't want people to know who you really are. Jealousy is cruel as the grave. And when you really want to get rid of something, you will cry out to God with all that's in you. And you will say, God, I am jealous. I get angry when they come around. I be trying to compete with the person so I won't lose what I have. Come on on jobs, y'all. Are we doing it unto the Lord? Are we doing it to keep the position we have? You might as well lose the position. Because anything that you do, you do it unto the Lord. You don't do it trying to get a promotion. You don't do it and knock somebody else out the way and talk about somebody else to get their place. That's being envious over them. And you don't laugh in their face to get in their business and then go tell somebody. That's jealousy. Oh, let's go somewhere else, please. I'm dealing with siblings. How can siblings, siblings be enemies against each other? See, Abel didn't have a problem with Cain. Cain had a problem with Abel. Abel just did what the word told him to do. King didn't. So it looked as if King was being displaced. Because I believe King was the oldest. 
said Cain and Abel, didn't he? So he was feeling as if Abel is getting more place than I am. He already had it, how he's going to get rid of Abel. It was already there. Because the Bible says he was very wroth. When you think somebody in the family is getting more attention than you getting, you're going to put them down. You're going to find something against them to make them look bad because you want to shine because you want that place. It's bad in the church. People are not satisfied with the position they're in. They want people to know I can carry all of it. I know the word. Then we go, shall we? Then we move on. Y'all remember we talked about Leah and Rachel. There was rejection there, right? Because Leah was being rejected. And Rachel, of course, she was happy because she was accepted. She was the one that was loved. Leah was hated, right? So while Leah was hated, God opened up Leah's womb. Well, Leah's womb was already open, but she began to have children. She began to name those children how she felt, right? But then all of a sudden, the Bible said that Rachel began to envy Leah. They go fruit of jealousy. She wanted what Leah had, and she got on Jacob. Jacob became angry. Why wouldn't he become angry? Because jealousy is in the house. Y'all don't get it? We bring this stuff in our house. She's going to get mad at her husband because she couldn't give him what Leah was giving him. She was envious over Leah. So then guess what happened? It became competition. They began to use their maidservants and begin to have children, one after another. Oh, let's talk. Young girls out here with this man. This man must be full of gold. Having babies to keep the man. Then when the other girl find out they're having babies to keep the man, she end up having babies to keep the man. Competition. Envy. Y'all don't see what's in the world. Open your eyes. Get into the Bible. Then you can talk to these young folks and say, don't open up Lucy just to get some attention. Don't let them lie to you and tell you it just happened. Okay, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt the first time. Now it's just happening again the second time. Then the third time it's just happening. Well, just happen to keep them home. Let's see what happens then. <laughs> Nobody's saying nothing. Thank you, Teresa, for the amen. <laughs> Nobody ain't saying nothing. Yo, this is real truth. Nobody don't want to hear the truth because the word says, sanctify me in truth. That word is true. Lord, the enemy, he is a liar. He's a murderer. The Bible said he was a murderer from the beginning. He abode from the truth. Why? Because jealousy is in here. The enemy want to keep his place. So if you open your mouth with truth, he's going to have people to turn on you. So you shut up. So we look at Leah and Rachel and how it was for them. They were sisters, y'all. Come on, it's in the house. When people want attention, it's because they become envious. 
because they think the, the um, brother have achieved more, the sister have achieved more, and then the enemy make them feel like they ain't paying you no attention. They think you dumb. They think you can't accomplish anything. So you go out and try to do more and more and more and more to get above because you want people to look at you. And it still ain't enough because you're looking at what somebody else done. Y'all, that is jealousy. Anytime you say, I'm just trying to better myself, but why? You got to understand where this root is coming from. If your sister, if she become a doctor, that don't mean that's your lot. If your brother become a truck driver, that don't mean that's your lot. If they could become professional athletes, that don't mean it's your lot because that's what they do. Quit competing. That's jealousy. That's envy. And parents quit telling them, look at your sister, look at your brother. You should be like them. No, they're not. They are who God created them to be. If they want to pour cement, my God, let them be the best cement pour in the world. Quit comparing them with the doctor over here or the lawyer over here. They probably do better than they do. He said they won't have no lawsuits. Not unless they bury somebody in the concrete. (laughs) Do you know why we do this? Because we look at the world. Well, your cousin, they making six figures. You ain't even got the three yet. You know what, parents? You jealous. You bringing it in your house. You cannot compare apple to an orange. It's a different taste. And it looks different. Oranges are what color? Really? And apples are what color? And green. And yellow. But you can't compare them. They got a different taste. So just because they come out the same wound don't mean they have the same lot. Cain was in the field. Wasn't he? He was a planter. That's not who Abel was. Should they put Cain down because Abel's this? No. Quit putting your children down. Quit telling them what this one done or what that one done. Ain't about that. So this is why we have all of this in the body of Christ. Because we're looking at positions in the body of Christ and we're putting down other positions thinking that those positions are least, they're not. Every joint supply, but quit using that to try to shut down the head God put in the house. Hmm. Shall we move on? So we get to Cain and Abel and how they were. Now let's go to Joseph and his brothers. Come on, y'all. We talking about family. Look at your neighbor say, have you read this before? We're talking about family, in the family, how brothers and sisters are competing against one another. And it can be stopped if the parents stop it. But sometimes the parents agree with the one that they think is doing so well. They showing potential. They getting good grades. You ain't getting this and you ain't getting that. And that one turned out worse than that one. That wasn't getting nothing. Oops. Let's look at Joseph. Y'all know what happened to Joseph? The brothers 
They said in verse 3, Genesis 37, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all the brethren, they hated him. They got another fruit of jealousy. They hated him and could not speak peaceably about him. So that means they couldn't speak a kind word about their own brother. Because see, hate won't speak good about nobody. Now, sometimes hate will disguise itself and act like they're talking right, but they ain't right. That's why you need discerning of spirits to know the spirit. Because some people talk right and you ain't right. But they said they hated him and would not talk kind about him. And when you look at peaceful, when you go into the Hebrew, it's dealing with shalom. And shalom means complete in every area and welfare. They just put him down. They weren't kind to him. Who are you putting down? Who are you talking about? Because you're jealous over them. And you're trying to get people to see them the way you see them, and that's not the way they are. Because you're jealous. You're looking at their life and comparing it with your life. As they say, come on, somebody. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. That means that that hate ended up increasing. It added to it. So they already hated him. But when he began to tell them about his dreams that God gave him, come on, who have you told somebody something about you? What God is doing in your life. And they smiling. Well, bless the Lord. You know, he'll do it for all of us. Yes, he's a good God. But you ain't the only one. But I'm not, I'm not saying nothing bad about you, though. But he'll do it for all of us. And it said they hated him even the more. The hate ended up increasing more. That means it was burning. Then it goes on to say, y'all, I'm breaking this down. Then he dreamed another dream in verse 8. And his brother said to him, shall thou indeed reign over us? Or shall thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. So look at there. It got hotter and hotter. It began to increase even the more. The enemy was using him, them against him even the more. Then it goes down and said, and his brothers envied him, but his father observed the saying. So we look at hate here. We look at envy. Those are fruit of jealousy. When you begin to hate somebody, when you become angry, when you become saying you want what they have, that is the root of jealousy. That's the root. When you're always talking about what other people have, that's jealousy. If they choose to get something, we're supposed to rejoice over our brother and sister. When they don't have what we have, we're supposed to give God glory of what God has blessed them. We're supposed to encourage them. We're supposed to help them. We don't supposed to hold them back. Well, to God be the glory. You needed that. You deserve that. Hallelujah. Let's rejoice together. Thank you, Jesus, for what you blessed them with. And even though you still walking, thank you, Jesus. It was their time. You don't supposed to say, God, I've been praying for 20 years. And matter of fact, I've been praying for them. And matter of fact, I spoke that car into existence. They wouldn't even have that car if I hadn't spoken. Your jealous, envious, hateful self. And just got through telling them, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, 
Oh, God is helping Miracle Temple. Come on, if we're going to be about his business, let's be about his business. Let's get us right first. Let's recognize what's in our lives first. We ain't got no right being jealous, y'all. We represent the kingdom. Jealousy got through out of heaven. And God said, guess what? And even though it's down here on the earth, you are in the world. You're not of the world. You don't do what the world does. You are above principalities. You are above that. You rule and you reign over that. You don't submit to that. You don't succumb to that. Do y'all know it's jealousy in marriages? When a husband is accomplishing something on their job and they get a raise, do you know the wife get jealous? Baby, what you getting jealous for? He bring it in the bank and bring it on. That's just less hours I have to labor. Bring it on, baby, because what's yours is mine and what's mine is yours. But you know what the problem is? Neither one of y'all know what the word of God says. So the husband is trying to keep what he worked for. The wife is trying to keep what she worked for. And nothing is getting paid for. Woo! Hallelujah! He money and she money. And hush money. If I ask that man, honey, let me hold your wallet. Freelance. He don't mind if I hold it. Honey, uh, where's your bill for? You know where my pocketbook is. He can go all through it all he wants. Oh, I'm hitting something. I feel it. I'm hitting something. I feel it. I heard somebody, you better not touch my wallet. You might get hurt, you touch my wallet. My wallet is my wallet. That's why it's my wallet. That ain't, uh-uh, that ain't what the word says. That ain't what the word says. Come on, some, ooh, I'm stopping right there because I'm hitting something. I'm hitting something. We always can say, that's my wife, but we say, wife, that's my wallet. <laughs> we can introduce wives to other people, but when it comes to the wallet, we make the wife understand, that's my wallet. Now, if you want anything out the wallet, you ask me for it. But you don't go in my. Can we open up the altar right now? And women, you the same way. Who told you to go in my pocketbook? Did you ask me to go in my pocketbook? Jealousy is cruel as the grave. You can have men that begin to hate their wives because they're going up the corporate ladder faster than the man is. And the man can begin to talk down the woman and say, you ain't going to be there long. They don't want you there. You forgot what color you are? Save folk. You speaking ill will against your mate and against your financing. That's just a downright idiot. I ain't call you no idiot. I ain't give no name. You ain't going to be that long. You might as well prepare yourself. Don't even put no pictures on the wall because you know it was hard for us. Still hard for us. Look good behind that desk while you can. Don't buy too many suits. You might not get to wear them, baby. But you know I'm going to be always here for you. Jealous. Or let me turn the table. The woman ain't making as much as you, but her money's scratching farther than yours. 
Now you want to criticize the woman, say you don't do nothing, you don't make nothing, you need to get a better job, I'm doing everything, you just sitting here. No, the woman is encouraging people, she's giving from the little that she have and she's getting more in and you seeing what she getting in so you trying to shut her down so you can be the man. Same way with the woman. Got a man that loved to give. Woman ain't going to give but so much but that man say I give everything, I even give my drawers for Jesus if I have to. He can have all of me. I done been through too much. He can have underwear. He can have everything. Because he done been, I done been through too much. He can have it all. So if he tell me to give it, I'm going to give it. But the wife become jealous over the man because the man is having testimony after testimony. How good God is to him on the job. How good God is when they walk in the grocery store. How good God is when they find a parking space. And the woman is jealous. But don't understand it's because he gave God his heart. Jealousy in the home. How do you expect your kids to act if you acting a fool? It's real in the home. Kids watch what you watch. How do my kids look if I don't want to give to my husband, he don't want to give to me? So when they get their little set, set up, that's mine. You better not touch it. That's my wallet. My wallet. That's your pocketbook. What's mine is mine. What's yours is yours. That's not what the word says. We got some church folks right now. <laughs> that if a man come up to them and that's the one that God sent, then women got to tell them right now, I work for everything I got. Before you come in the picture. And I ain't giving up nothing I have for you. Hallelujah. <laughs> now if you come up in here, you're going to fly right. You ain't going to be lazy. You're going to work for it just like I did. I run this ship, and it's a tight ship. So when you get paid, you give me your check so this ship can continually to be tight because I believe you lose somewhere. Because you done been by yourself so long. You don't know a good man when they come your way because you are heady-minded. You are prideful. And you don't want to accept what God has given you. See, God might give you a beggar. <laughs> to change you. To show you you. He might want you to love on somebody that can't love themselves. Come on, y'all. Don't, what, what's in the Bible? Was it Homer? What's his name? Help me out, y'all. The man that married the prostitute. Hosea. He married a prostitute but y'all know what that represented it represented Israel but God told him I want you to go marry a prostitute who does that marry the prostitute then she went out prostituting again and God said bring her back cause God hates divorce who that's tough love ain't it Kevin said she ain't coming back up in here so we get back to jealousy we still talking about jealousy so we see how they hated Joseph, right? They hated him so much and they became angry. They was envious over Joseph. They wanted the place that he had. So he went out to his brothers, looking for his brothers to check on his brothers. Oh, nice Joseph. They saw him from afar off. They came together to make a plan to kill him. That's what anger does. And they was in the rage. It was competition there. 
they resented their own brother because they felt like the father loved him more so they was going to take it out on him. And they said, let's kill him. But then the other brother said, was it Reuben? Let's just sell him. Throw him in the pit. They threw him in the pit. They sold him. Y'all know what happened to Joseph. But they actually killed him. They killed their own brother. And they took off the very thing they wanted, that robe of many colors. And they put blood all over it. They killed him. They got rid of him. And they went about their lives and told a lie to their daddy that some animal tore him up. And here's what's left of him. How can you live like that? But guess what God would do? He will show you yourself. You can't live like that all your life because God will send people and thank God for sending me. Because he has to show me before I can show you. See, God don't even give you stuff without giving it to me first. And I had to go through my life. Y'all hear my stories all the time. All of that was in there. But God had to show me who I was. You're not representing me. You're not representing the fruit of the spirit. You work representing the works of the flesh. Jealousy is a work of the flesh, y'all. So they end up really killing him. But we're going to get back to how Joseph handled it. But then God began to show me something else. Now, y'all, I dealt with family. I dealt with sisters and brothers and, and brothers. But then God began to show me. I got another one. Miriam. And Aaron, and Numbers 12, y'all see how they did? Oh, Moses. Moses was humble, was he not? That's what they said. He, yes, that man was. He, was. he was humble. I know God was on his side. He was humble, and they began to talk about the woman that he married. But that was only covering up with how they really felt. So they began to say, God can speak through us as well as speak through Moses. See, what was they doing? They was coveting Moses' position. That's dealing with being envious over, over Moses. They had resentment in them because they wanted what Moses had. And do y'all see what happened? This was a sister and a brother. So we see what they did. They used that position to really talk about how they felt without talking about it. They wanted people to think that Moses was lifting up himself before God. But God gave Moses the position. He gave it to him. If he wanted them to have it, he would have gave it to them. They had to work up under Moses. Did y'all not know God got to have a CEO in the house? Every company around here, you can't just have a supervisor. It starts from the head down. Why is it so tough in church when God assigned a pastor, an apostle to a church to make sure the house is set up the way God wanted to be set up? He need an architect. That's what an apostle is. The apostle get the plans from God Almighty. You got to have somebody. Do you think you can wait on? Matter of fact, they got deacons reconstructing churches. Passed out of it. They handle the money. They tell how it's going to be built. Am I lying, darling? They go everywhere and do their little do. And the pastor sit back looking like a little old nobody, trying to tell somebody. It's the truth. Because there's no order in the house of God. The church is out of order and everybody think that it's run the way God wanted it to be run. It's not. 
You got to take off these grave clothes. You got to know who's coming in the house and what they have on. And you got to deal with that and let them know this is what you're carrying. Because if you don't, it's going to infect the whole body. So they go Miriam and Aaron. Then we get to Korah. 250 liters. He turned them against Moses, said Moses trying to lift up himself. Come on. There was envious. There was jealousy. So this is what's happening in the church. You got people turning the people against the pastor, turning people against other leaders because they want that place. They feel like they should have been in that place. They feel like they work hard for that place. Don't let nobody do something without telling somebody they done it. And then when they found out who done it, they get mad because they done it and they didn't do it. You had a chance to do it. That's jealousy. You afraid that you're going to lose your place. So you don't want nobody to do nothing, not unless they run it past you. Do not the word say, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So if apostle choose to do something, that's between her, God, and me. And if somebody walk up on me and say, oh, that right there is nice. I heard apostle gave Ann. Sometimes you got to get bold. And how is that going to affect you? What is that going to do for you? Because she gave this to me. You know why you asking me? Because you thought it should have been yours. That's the only reason why you asked me. Why you all, I'm, I'm going to do it like, like, like Yana did my, my daughter, Aria. Aria called Yana. She said, what you want, what you want? Why you all in my business? I'm like, what in the world, this child? What you want? What you want? Why you all in my business? I'm saying that to the church. If anybody get anything, it don't matter how much it costs. It don't matter where they got it from. It don't matter. People get mad because people go by the same car. It's a lot of them out there. Don't go tell people we got a car because somebody else got a car. It's a lot of them out there. (laughs) Dang. They just got that car because I got, you just, you done went from ignorant to way up there. Y'all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Now you're getting thrown down here. That's what people go tell people. They just got that. Look, look, look. I had it first. Maybe, maybe you were the encouragement for them to get what they had. But quit telling people, oh, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. I'd go here. You had a man over 20 years ago. Now this woman is married to this man. And they're walking in the mall. And there you are. Your up-team self. Done went through the prime and everything. Now you're looking at with your friend. Y'all just got out of church with your little hats on. Then you're going to look at your friend and say, you you see that man right there with that woman? Yeah, yeah, I I know Mr. So-and-so. I had him before she had him. Your jealous self, you still want him. Why do they need to know what you had? Now, if that man got AIDS, that's what you had. You done opened your mouth. 
So now you're scared to death. And the woman going to come back to you and say, you had him? Yeah, mm -hmm. we were tight. She said, well, let me put a bug in here. They said they just diagnosed him with HIV. You falling out like you in church. I'm going to help y'all with your jealous self. I'm going to help you with your jealous self. Nobody would never know you've been with him. But you and Jesus, until the health department call you if they tell it. You mess up your own witness. Then in church, they're whispering with them high top hat. She said she had him. Now you don't want to come to church. The devil sought you up, as Rick said. You just got sought up. Oh, how about this? Y'all, I'm helping you. How about this? You meet a preacher, television evangelist. You on Facebook, you friends with them. Y'all go out to eat. Y'all pray together, speaking tongues together, shop together. You telling people, oh, they good peoples. Good peoples. We hang together. We do everything together. Yeah, you do. Then you hanging with them because you want what they have. Not because you were assigned to them to learn from them. But you trying to get in that place that they're in. I'm going somewhere. That's why you with them. That's why you respond on Facebook. So true. So right. But then the news come on and they took them for everything they had because there was a thief and a robber. What you look like now. Because you wanted that place. Y'all better open your eyes. And you better start going in the word of God and know what the word of God is saying so you will know who you with and who you around. You want to be around truth at all times. And you want to expose a lie at all times. So we see all of this in the word of God, right? And the Bible even said in Matthew 27, let's go there. Matthew 27, verse 18. For he knew... That for envy, they had delivered him. That was Jesus. They delivered Jesus up because of envy. Because they wanted the place that Jesus was in. What am I saying to you today? All of these attributes that I have called out through the word of God, and y'all, it's a lot of them. We need to check ourselves. And we need to ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, am I jealous of anyone and not aware? Holy Spirit, is that in me? Check me. I ain't got time to deal with nobody else. Do I get upset when somebody gets something that I don't have? Do I get upset because somebody rise up getting a promotion and I don't have that promotion? Do I get upset when people's always flocking around this certain person and not flocking around me? Lord, do I want attention from other people when I present the word of God? Am I waiting for an amen or hallelujah or to say how good I am with the word? Lord, do I get angry when somebody questioned me about what I just told them to do? Come on, you need to ask yourself these questions. Lord, is it the people or is it me? Because if you show anger because somebody asking you a simple question or when you're putting a person down because they're looking for an answer, you got some jealousy in you. 
It's not for you to get mad at somebody because they're coming to you with something. Y'all, we hold in a lot of things. And it's time for those things to come up and come out. And God is helping you through these grave clothes because any position that you hold in the house of God, God wants you to be totally free. He don't want you holding a position and in your heart, you really don't want to hold that position. You're just doing it to say, this is what I've done. God wants your heart, y'all. And God's heart is full of love. So how do we overcome this jealousy? Love covers a multitude of sin. Read 1 Corinthians 13. It tells you what love is not. And if you in any of those, love is not rude. Love does not boast. Love does not envy. Y'all, we need to put 1 Corinthians 13 in our house and say, God, how do I look today? God, if I said anything out of the way that I shouldn't say it, that's representing jealousy instead of representing who I am in you. Come on, y'all. We got to be real to ourselves. Lord, am I jealous over my husband? Am I jealous over my wife? Am I jealous over my kids? Because my kids are giving my husband more place than they're giving me. Am I a jealous person? Ask yourself. Quit putting jealousy off on other people and say, God, is it me? Is it me, oh Lord? And talk to your kids. Tell them about jealousy. Tell them what jealousy do. Do you know some women try to make men jealous just to get that that man to be more attracted to them? You already got that man. You married to that man. I just want to make sure I'm the one. You're going to get him killed or the other man killed him. What you going to do? You're going to be subject to that. And you ain't going to have a cell by his either. There's a woman prison. There's a man prison. But women do this. They'll go in the mall and flirt. And act like they ain't flirting. Mess with a man. That's walking with a woman. And you ain't got no ring on that. And you messing with everybody else and that woman. But you don't want nobody else to look at that woman. Because see, I got double, triple digits. And this is one of them digits. And you don't mess with this digit. You idiot. They done had that digit. That's just your time, Will. And both of you look like fools. And she's still going to get another digit. Y'all better open your eyes and know the truth. You will get set up. The enemy want to keep his place. And how he keep that place is through you. He don't want to be displaced. Jealousy is his place. Anger is his place. Scrife is his place. By the way, where um, envy is, there is strife. There is contention and there is every evil work. So when you open the door to anger, you open the door to every evil work. And you wonder why your atmosphere in your house got you trembling. Got you afraid and feeling like you can't breathe and you feel depressed. Because you let something out in that atmosphere. And you need to clean your atmosphere every day, y'all. The Holy Spirit will let you know what's in your house and in your atmosphere. Can you feel hate and strife when you and your husband have a simple argument and it's so simple? And all of a sudden you just can't sit there because you feel how the atmosphere doesn't change. Ain't no peace in that atmosphere. And you say, I'm going to say something. I'm going to blow up like a blowfish if I don't say something. You're going to talk to me. And some, some, I'm just going to put it out there what some women say, nigga, you're going to talk to me. And you tell your children, don't be calling nobody no nigga. 
I had a girl that was so angry at her husband. She got so tired of her husband cheating on her and doing all this crazy mess, and she became bitter. See, that's where bitterness and resentfulness come in. It's through that anger and stuff. Bitterness grows just like a cancer. So this girl was so angry, she got up to do a little testimony, and it all come out. I'm sick of that rascal telling everything. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. But you're supposed to love those who hate you. Love. See what I'm saying? Love will cover this, y'all. So you have to bind jealousy. When jealousy is rearing its head before it get a stronghold in your life, you're supposed to say, I know you jealous. I bind you in the name of Jesus. You're not coming in this house. And I loose the love of God. Love suffers long. Love is long suffering. And you have to keep reminding yourself who you are in him. God said we're supposed to love. If, if we're his disciples, he said, people will know you, my disciples, if you love one another. Where do you find this? In the church. You find hate in the church. You find brothers and sisters coming against brothers and sisters, waiting on somebody that you hate to mess up and say, I told you, pastor. I told you there was a snitch, snake in the grass. But now I can tell you this dream I had. There go that old snake, slithering. You wouldn't listen even faster. No, you the snake. I was just waiting on it to come out. This person already resolved his issues. But you the one with the issue now because you're trying to turn them up. Set it down. Nobody want to sit nobody down because they're afraid they're going to get cursed out. You curse me out, you cursing God out. And that's when you get out. Nobody don't hold no seat up in here. <laughs> Did y'all know that? Because God have discipline in the church. That when you're warned three times and you refuse to change, you dismiss from the church. Read your word. People are keeping trouble in the church and don't have to. You turn them over to Satan so they can see the works of the flesh. And then when they come back, and they humbling their self and say, forgive me because this is me. They can come back. Y'all better read your word. Some people would say, you wrong. No, I ain't. I'm following what the words say. And I'm going to continue to follow what the words say. So don't be trying to overturn the word. You cannot overturn this word. And quit telling people that shouldn't have happened to you. You should be doing this. Just hush. So it's time to get jealousy out of the church. So if God has spoken to you today, and you know that he has spoken to you, don't look at nobody else. Just say, Lord, deal with me. Say, the word was sent. And you said that you will send your word, and it will heal me of all destruction. So I thank you, Lord, that I will not Hold jealousy in my heart against anyone. And if I have held jealousy in my heart, I repent in Jesus' name. And I thank you that I was already forgiven even before I made a confession. So there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed.
And I know, Father, that I am free because I have heard the truth. And that's the only thing that makes me free. And the only way I'm not free, if I refuse to let go of me, myself, and I. Thank you, Father, for sanctifying me in truth. Because thy word is truth. Come on and give him glory. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Now, this is what I need after service. And Kim, I need you and Darlene. I need some um, people to talk about what you learned today from this sermon and how it helped you. Get with Darlene, please. Amen? Because I know it will help somebody else along the way. Do we have any visitors at this time that would love to stand?